typically the foods we gravitate to are the worst kind of foods that create inflammation. They will cause you to gain weight and they'll cause you to even be more sick and more depressed and more wounded. So it never solves the problem. So we've got to get away from using food as a comfort. I just think that's the, the key thing with, within what we need to talk about. In The Lancet and in other journals, how experts have started to do this U-turn on natural immunity. And we've, we've kind of always believed yeah. that the body, you give it what it needs, it can heal itself, and it's well-armed and has this wonderful immune system that has the ability to uh, fight infection. Let's talk about a new system. Well, they're bringing it on us, right? They've 90% of all the central banks globally, they're going to come in with messaging like this is the amazing white knight on a shiny horse coming in to save the day, right? Well, no. Understanding the relationship between food and emotion is a loaded gun. Oh, and it pulls the trigger many times too and destroys a lot of lives. Like, for example, we find people doing what's called comfort eating. And we all know what that is. It's when you are looking for food to provide comfort for some wound or hurt that you're going through. And typically the foods we gravitate to are the worst kind of foods that create inflammation, they will cause you to gain weight, and they'll cause you to even be more sick and more depressed and more wounded. So it never solves the problem. So we've got to get away from using food as a comfort. I just think that's the, the key thing with, within what we need to talk about. We've talked about this little story with little Johnny for a long, long, oh, yeah. long time, and it is all around events and emotion. Can you talk about that little story? Yeah, little Johnny, he seems to get the brunt of all the jokes these days, doesn't he? You know, little Johnny. Little Johnny. Poor little guy. He let's 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 make little Johnny in this case 4 years old. So little Johnny gets on his bicycle and he's learning how to ride a bike, you know, he's got his training wheels off and he falls down one day and gets this boo-boo on his knee. Boo-boo for those of you that don't know what that is, that would be like significant road rash. Mom comes along and says, oh, little Johnny, let me give that boo-boo a little kiss and let's go get you an ice cream because that's going to make you feel better. Of course, little Johnny goes and gets the ice cream. He feels a little bit better. Well, little Johnny gets in school eventually. He gets to first grade, and he starts making good grades and brings home a report card, and that thing says an A on it. And little Johnny is so happy, they go celebrate with, you got it, an ice cream cone. Well, little Johnny eventually starts playing sports, and they have a great, big, amazing victory one day, and they're so happy. It's time to go celebrate with some ice, ice cream. cream. You get it, right? Well, little Johnny's sports team, they go from the victory to defeat, just like the wide world of sports used to talk about. Well, they have to go console themselves with an ice cream. And then little Johnny gets to third grade and he finally has somebody that's very important to him die, say his grandma or grandpa dies. And they have to go get some of that grief taken care of by getting him an ice cream because that's what grandma used to do. In all those things, little Johnny has dealt with pain, Little Johnny has dealt with achievement, he's dealt with victory, he's dealt with defeat, and he's dealt with grief by ice cream. So These little ice things, cream becomes the emotional band-aid. Bingo. 
And little Johnny never knows how to deal with that. And so when little Johnny gets to be a grown man, all we are is products in adults. We're products of our childhood. And all those memories are sort of cooked into and baked into and tattooed into our hypothalamus. In a sense, we're in our inner brain. We have that memory that says, I know why I felt better and what made me feel better. So those triggers appear again. We've got to relearn those triggers. And I'm not saying that ice cream is bad. I didn't say that at all. But to use food as a Band-Aid in all those emotional things translates children into addictive eaters when they have problems as adults. And emotional eating, the satisfaction from emotional eating will never be satisfied. No. Which is completely different than true physiological hunger or hunger pangs. If yeah. you're truly physically hungry and you eat nutritious food, you will satisfy those the hunger pains. But yeah. the emotional need will not be satisfied just with emotional eating. No, it will actually make you more hungry. It's funny, you know, um, there's a, a term that is used a lot of times that we kind of consider it overeating. It's called gluttony. But gluttony, by definition, is the insatiable desire for something that will never bring about satisfaction. Think about that for a moment. The insatiable desire for something that will never bring about satisfaction. That's a huge deal. And that could be anything. I mean, you could become addicted to anything, like even drugs, but you can become so addicted to food in those times of hurt and wound. And boy, in our world today, people hurt and they have wounds and they have pains and they have traumas and dramas and uncertainties. And a lot of people, I mean, even with the past, uh, remember the pandemic we had and went through a couple years ago, you know, there was the COVID-19 or whatever people were saying that was weight gained. Why was that? COVID-19, 20, 40. <laughs> COVID-40, yeah, whatever that was. Yeah. But it became something that became a problem. And it caused people to become more and more depressed. And we saw, you know, suicides go up and isolation builds depression, which depression and then can build to overeating, et cetera, et cetera. So there's an incredibly strong tie and link to emotions and eating, but we need to sort of diminish or dismiss or even cut that link in half because emotions are great. Eating is great. We have to have both and we should be able to uh, do both effectively, but when they're connected like that in an unhealthy way, it just sort of multiplies unhealthiness. What I found, one of the tricks that I found, or one of the tools that I found has been very helpful is to have a better relationship with food. Mm. I mean, we have to eat and we want it to be pleasurable while we're eating. We spend a lot of time with family and friends eating. When we sit down to a plate of food, mm. it is good to have a conversation with what we're doing. Do I need this? If the answer is yes, do I need this right now? If the answer is yes, ask the question why. Oftentimes, we discover that we're tired. We need to be sleeping instead. We're bored and we're going to food as a habit. We are, it's, it, we're chewing on something emotionally. Hmm. So we're going to food as comfort. So if we can identify the reason that we're actually going to food as a comfort or we can change the relationship that we have it and probably save ourselves a lot of physical stressors and discomfort. Oh my gosh. A lot of people today, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to call it 
talk Christianese because it freaks people out. But the bottom line is, you know, people that are Christian out there know they have the Holy Spirit within them, and that's He is known as the Comforter. So if you think about this, why are we trusting in this piece of food over here that's not got any nutrients in it over the real Comforter? It kind of makes you think about that. But honestly, if you're a parent out there and you're, we talked about with little Johnny rings a bell with your child, uh, begin to make some changes for little Johnny's good. And if you're struggling with comfort food eating, reach out to us because, um, you know, we deal with it all the time. We can give you some, some tools to get through it and ways to sort of turn that discomfort into real good and healthy comfort. And there's a way out of that. So it doesn't have to be this, this negative vibe that's hurting people so much. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We wanna hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just gonna forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here, is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. Hey friends, you already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life and we'll auto ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. The body's amazing at recovery, so you want to give it every chance, no matter what time it is. So in that context, no, it's certainly never too uh, late. You're never too old to start trying to be healthy. No matter where you are in terms of your health, that you can turn this around. It's never too late to start a wellness program, and it's never too late to reach your healthcare goals. Uh, there's an old adage, um, and I'm not sure where it came from, but I really do like it. And, they say um, the, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. We just want people to hang on to hope. We are hope dealers. And if you are not paying attention to the four foundational pillars of health, physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual, eventually it is gonna catch up. If we get all those four areas right, and we do it right, we see a dynamic occur in the middle called wellness, and that's where people uh, get better. Their health, is really going to return as a side effect of wellness.
Yeah, I've been reading um, in The Lancet and in other journals how experts have started to do this U-turn on natural immunity. And we've, we've kind of always believed yeah. that the body, you give it what it needs, it can heal itself, and it's well-armed and has this wonderful immune system that has the ability to uh, fight infection. Now, the British Medical Journal and The Lancet, they recently published an article stating that protection from past infection against reinfection from the pre-Omicron variants was very high and remained high even after 40 weeks. So I find that very um, awesome that there has become an honor to the immune system's ability to stand up against these foreign invaders. Well, you know, this is interesting that they're doing a U-turn on something. You know, my statement on that for a long time has been, well, okay, you're finally turning back to uh, common sense. Um, th this, And I, I want to explain the immune system so people can get this because it's, it's, it's a very complicated system. But if it you, is. If you take what I'm saying as a story, and it'll make sense, right? So God made the world and everything in it to be inhabited by man woman, humans. And so everything in the world is created by the hand of God, including viruses, all of them. So we, we can't say that something mankind created something because mankind can't create because you're using the created thing to create from. Okay, so our immune system is really this intricate, detailed military of Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, Space Force, internal, covert, overt operations, and even its ability to sense intruders, like border security. Side note, greatest border security we should have is right here in our mouth. You know what you put in it, by the way. Um, Either help you your know, immune system or you yeah. hurt it by what you allow across the border. But our immune system is so cool that it's, its ability to to see something that it hasn't seen before and adjust to it. And here's what they're talking about, the adjustment to it. it our immune system has a memory. In other words, this has been shown, you know, with SARS-CoV-1 back in 2003. We didn't have the media push around this, vaccine push around that one for a lot of different reasons. But they were able to show people that had a SARS-CoV-1 antibody that exposed the brave souls to the SARS-CoV-2 antibody or SARS-CoV-2 virus what we're talking about here and they found that they were able to adapt and create antibodies to that based upon the similarities of SARS-CoV-1 and SARS-CoV-2 so what does all that mean that means that our body has the the adaptive immune potential to remember what it's been exposed to or what it's seen in the past and even if it's not exactly the same, it has a memory to be able to look at the similarities and make adjustments and create antibodies. To me, that's extraordinary. But that's something we probably already knew or should have known, right? Well, I think we ha have learned that through all of the time with science and medicine. And thank the good Lord that we have that's come right. as far as we have with science and with medicine that we have the ability to understand the body's yep. capabilities. Yeah, and I think that's where our shortcoming is. I mean, you and I have talked about this many times. We are not anti-vax people. We don't look at vaccines as, as bad, nor do we think the science 
thought process in trying to create them was bad. Now, if something becomes all about money and less about people, that's always going to be that's bad. To- that's a totally different story. Totally. But but what happens is, is what we're trying to do with vaccines is you're trying to create this, this entry point of these things that we just talked about that the body hasn't seen before and try to initiate the body to create the antibody to that, right? And so that's fascinating to me is why if the system works right, like it should, the body should be able to adapt absent those things. It should be. Now, again, why are our bodies not adapting like they should be? Well, that's a... Again, yeah, well, that, that's yeah. one of the things that you alluded to is border security. Totally. If we're not taking care of what we take across the border, meaning put in our mouth, which goes into our system and it's seen by our immune system, if it doesn't provide the nutrients, the phytonutrients, phytochemicals, yep. the, the the fiber that feeds the micro, gut microbiome and keeps it in a healthy balance, how is the immune system ever really supposed to stand a chance to to fight. Well, it, it's not. And But I appreciate what the Lancet and the British Journal of Medicine are saying there, that maybe we've underestimated the ability of the natural immune system to adapt appropriately. Maybe we're getting in too big of a hurry on things. Maybe we need to rethink what we thought that was true, that we needed that much assistance through multiple you know, vaccines. Maybe there's some there in the middle that we need to understand that there's an ability of the body that we don't understand all the way yet, meaning that it can adapt in ways that we're never going to get. And you and I are okay with that. I'm okay with not understanding everything. And I don't need to, because I never will. And what I find exciting is that at the Functional Medical Institute, where we walk people down a pathway of healing, we help them, uh, put in place some of those things with border security and make better choices for themselves so that if those little aggressive invaders come a-knocking, the immune system stands a chance to fight. Yeah, and we had um, tremendous success um, with the COVID situation. We did. Because we really effectively treated the body with the way like, what can we do to make our natural immunity work better? We weren't saying this is bad or good. We're saying, what can we do to improve that? And we did. And we saw people get, um, well, a lot better because of it, I think. So whatever you choose to do is fine, but make sure you choose to put in the body what it needs to do what it's supposed to do so that your own immune system that we confirm now, science is proving, can execute its massive strength and perhaps your internal military can work a little bit better. That's kind of kind of right, don't you think? Absolutely. So if you want to find us, reach out, Sherwood.tv. We'd love to help you walk down a pathway of healing. Up next, our financial guru, Kirk Elliott, gives us advice on what you need to know at this time in history. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. Hello, I'm Kevin Sorbo. Now there's an old saying, it's not what you know, but who you know that matters. Now that's true in our careers, 
spiritual life, and when it comes to our health and overall well-being. Today, most of us know a lot of information about health and nutrition, but are we really doing anything with it? So here's what I've learned from working with Drs. Michelle and Mark Sherwood. They're the founders of the Functional Medical Institute. You need a wellness plan that's customized based on your unique needs. Now remember, real change can only happen when you address the whole person. That is exactly what Mark and Michelle do and why they are people you should know. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. Find out at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo or just see the link below. Have a great day and God bless. I could use your assistance. Okay. Um, Jesus. Huh? I, my name is Jesus. <laughs> sure. Jesus. Jesus is here today. You, uh, you looking for a job? Yes, sir. You and Mark have 45 days before the bank forecloses. Not to worry. They do not call me by God Byron for nothing. The collection plate starts to be passed around. Mark reaches into the basket and shouts, you and your family are the winner from the first church of the Lotto. Kind of think of it like a high stakes bingo night ever Sunday. This video of the diaper is going viral right before our eyes. This is a miracle. What, what is? Friends of Faith has over 300,000 followers. Oh my god! That's more followers than Moses had! Jesus! Take the wheel! Just say it. No, Stop it. take the wheel! I got it! I got it, buddy! Hey, Mark, it's great to be with you again. And, um, We've all been talking about the globalists and their plans for a, a big global reset and what that means for, for a long time now. Well, starting on January 16th, for one week, they were all meeting the, the, the G7, the G20, the IMF, the World Economic Forum, um, all the big globalist policy leaders globally were meeting in Davos, Switzerland, like they do every single year. They had this confab, right? So what were they talking about? Right. Well, before they even met, their notes came out, you know, the outline. This is what we're going to talk about to all you people that are here. Right. All the, the globalists. And we've got Republicans and Democrats and politicians there. They're all meeting. And what are they talking about? What did they talk about? Right. So according to the World Economic Forum website, these are the topics. And, and again, like I've said before, words have meaning. Right. So let's listen to these words. They're, they're bullet points. They're going to address the current energy and food crisis in the context of a new system for energy, climate, and nature. They're going to address the current high inflation, low growth, high debt economy in the context of a new system for investment, trade, and infrastructure. Address the current industry headwinds in the context of a new system for harnessing frontier technologies for private sector innovation and resilience. They're going to address the current social vulnerabilities in the context of a new system for work, skills, and care. And they're going to address the current geopolitical risk in the context of a new system for dialogue and cooperation in a multipolar world. It's like, what's all this talk about a new system? Well, they're bringing it on us, right? They've, 
90% of all the central banks globally are now starting to issue central or going down the path of a central bank digital currency. Now, they're going to come in with messaging like this is the amazing white knight on a shiny horse coming in to save the day, right? Well, no, this is not what it's about. All that a central bank digital currency is, is cryptocurrency. It's a digital version of the paper money that they already print. However, so they can print just as many dollars as they want, right? Or as many yen or as many euro as they want. They can issue as many digital version of that currency as well because there's no tangible backing behind it. So it's gonna do nothing to address the inflationary pressures, but here's the deal, Mark, for you know the old saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. Okay, nobody would want a system where your digital social profile, what you spend money on, what your religion is, who you donate to, what church you give to, what political party you give to, how you spend your money, have you been vaxxed or not vaxxed, right? All of this is part of our digital social profile. And if they don't like it, because it's programmable money, they have the authority to shut off your ability to buy or sell. This is what a digital social profile attached to a central bank digital currency does. So when they're talking about a new system, this is the system they're talking about. How do I know that it's not some other system? Because further on in their notes, they talk about how this, this is going to be a new normal, how they have to talk about a global coalition for digital safety, because there's big efforts that we need to tackle here. They need to talk about applying human rights to the digital world. Why? Because they know that their system is going to strip away our privacy, our freedom, and our rights. And so they need to talk about how are we going to tackle this when we're going to have a ton of opposition from stripping people of their freedom and their privacy completely. So this is what's going on politically. And all of our investments, Mark, are we are a combination of some puzzle pieces, the political puzzle piece, the economic puzzle piece, the social puzzle piece, right? They all get put together. And this is what I do and what we do at our firm is put those puzzle pieces together and strategically put together a system to get out of the path of this hurricane and safely reallocate to get out of the system where you're not just a digital number, where your programmable money can shut you off from buying or selling, right? So how do you do that? With tangible assets like gold and silver that not only have we talked about in the past how they're great investments, I mean, they're they're booming, but they're also in this respect, um, also instrumental in protecting your religious freedom, your personal freedom, your political freedom, your economic freedom, your health freedom, because it's private, they're private transactions. So, so call our office. You know, Mark, you and I talk a lot about this and, and every one of the viewers should give us a call because we can strategically map out. It's a free consultation, your strategy for success so you can thrive. And all you have to do is go to kirkelliotphd.com forward slash Sherwood, or you can just give our office a call 720-605-3900 and say Dr. Mark sent you. Exploring biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, or anti-fragility? Start here. No gimmicks, just proven results. 